everybody. It's Daniel. Let's see. 8.58, Tuesday, March 21st, 2017. <laughs> Here we go, man. So I'm sitting here reading a prayer this morning, right? And I'm hanging out with the Lord and just talking to the Lord about some things and listening. And and um, I, uh, I've i been, I, my studies that I'm doing, I'm reading a, a little bit out of uh, the, the Old Testament. Started, I was in Genesis, so I just started Genesis there. And then I was in Matthew uh, when I started, and I'm in Matthew 22 now. I'm in reading uh, Genesis. Uh, let me, I'll tell you in a second here. Let's see, where are we at in Genesis reading? Genesis chapter 30 now. I'm on uh, Jacob and Rachel and um, Jacob's story. But anyway, uh, we're not going to go into the Old Testament when I'm reading. Then I read uh, something out of the Psalms and then a proverb. There's a proverb, 31 proverbs, proverb a day, 31 days out of the month. Thirty, You know, when we have 31 or 30 or 28 or whatever. But, you know, 31 proverbs, there's a day for, you know, chapter every day. And um, then I read... The, I'm reading out of the Gospels, and then I also read something in the New Testament. And I'm right now. I've just went into the Book of Revelations, but I started like in a James, I think. That's where I decided to start at that point. And then you know, I briefly read other things in in throughout the Scriptures too. Off and on all day, I'll just sit down because I'll flop my Bible up when I'm completely done doing that reading set and praying. I'm so I'm reading and praying the whole time, right? Talking to the Lord about stuff that I'm reading, right? And I'm getting all these images because I've, I, you know, I went to classes and studied culture and studied the, you know, I did a, took a lot of classes, you know, and, and, uh, um, they're very helpful. All the classes I took really laid a foundation for, for, for being able to actually really, really, really understand, you know, um, what you're dealing with when you're dealing with the Bible. Cause it's a completely different book. It's not like any other book out there. It's, it's, uh, and uh, with the eyes of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit as your guide, you know, Jesus is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your guide. His Spirit is your guide. Jesus right there on board with you, right there communing with the Lord while you're reading and praying in the morning. It's got to be the best thing that you could ever do for your life, especially if you're, you know, messed up criminal like I am, you know. So uh, so here you are. You need this. I need this. We need this. If you're here and you're hearing my message and you're listening and you haven't turned it off by yet, you know, you haven't turned the turned the uh, message off yet and you're still here, then the Lord's probably talking to you right now. And he's saying, hey, you may need this. And you may want to pay attention, too, you know, and... Um, and uh, and so me too as well. <laughs> I'm talking to myself too. I'm sitting here thinking, man, I need to pay attention, <laughs> you know, big time. But uh, here, check it out, man. Okay, so we we get into these studies, right? And then you know, and then I'm reading other stuff throughout throughout the day. Like the other day, I read Zechariah 10, and it might just open my Bible to it and just read it, and I was like, wow, yeah. There's a lot. Just man, through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, everything. It all centers in on the Messiah. Everything centers on God's Messiah. And God's Messiah, it all centers on God's Messiah. And we need to have our eyes on Jesus. Jesus is God's Messiah. It's all in the Scriptures. It's all in the Old Testament. Jesus' life is all throughout the Scriptures. It's all through the Old Testament. If you can't see it yet, but you will, if you continue to press in and ask, God, open my eyes up while I read and pray. Start in the morning with prayer and get out of bed praying. Praying and get going, singing and praying in the morning. That's what I do. 
that actually is the best thing you can do. And it'll, it'll, if you're having a bad day, the reason why you're having a bad day, most of the time is you're focusing on this. Okay, here I got a piece of information for somebody. This is for anybody that's listening to this broadcast that's dealing with sickness and disease and affliction. I'm not kidding who you are, where you are. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're in. Believe me, I was in hell when all this, when God gave me this piece of information. But this piece of information actually revolutionized my life and started giving giving me better eyes to see. First off, in God there's no lack. So if you're uh, if you're possessing your affliction, I mean, I'm telling you, if you're possessing your affliction, then you're actually and you're you're a believer in God, a disciple of Jesus, a lover of God, and even and or a Christian. Even even and or a Christian, because I know Christians are trying to be trying to do, you know, the God thing, too. But you're not you're not a Christian anymore. You're born again. Christianity is a religion and and born again. Christian isn't born. It's not born again. Christian. You're not you're born again. Believer in Jesus. You're now a disciple of Jesus. You have a choice. You can stay a believer and just kind of hang around on the fringes if you want or you can go deep. And I suggest go deep because when you, the deeper you go, the more everything, oh, your eyes open up more. To, believe me, there's more that which you ain't seeing. You haven't seen nothing yet, baby. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so here's the thing about healing. You have got to stop putting things in front of you that focus you on the sickness and the disease that you're in. You also have to, you have to get that completely out of your focus. Learn from it. Get it out of the way. Stop going to the websites and searching for information about your disease or someone else's disease. Leave it alone. Learn from it. Let it go. Leave it alone. Understand the science. Understand what's going on with your body because if you can understand it from a science point of view, you can see that there is something going on physiologically as well. And most of the problem we have is is that we put our mind on it. And whatever we put our mind on, that's connected to our heart. Mind and heart are connected. They're not separate. The separation is to lie. You just have to quit believing in the separation and start believing that you're not separate from God, that you're separate from all those other things that are bad from you. Just use the separation the right way. Just flip that switch and focus it the other way and put those things in a compartment, leave them there. You have that knowledge and move on. Quit looking at that stuff on the Internet. Quit going to those websites and looking at it over and over again because you're reinforcing that thought that's deep in your subconscious, that one, the little one that's in there that's going, I have this. You don't hear it, but it's going all the time. I have this disease. You don't hear it, but it's going all the time. You get so quiet deep, enough, deep, you'll deep, hear deep, that deep, voice. Deep, 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 deep down in the roots. And if you don't dig that out of your roots, and you have to go, there's ways, to, there's techniques to dig it out. There's technology all around us to just study the science of, of an NLP, and you'll figure it out. If you're smart enough, you'll figure it out. Come on, you guys, you guys are smart enough. I'm the dumbest out of all of you, and I figured it out. Come on, man. You can quiet that voice in your mind. You can actually get that voice to say something else. To say what God says, that's in the root. That's making the eyes single. You guys, if you're not hearing me, you need to open your ears up and understand, okay? And receive this because he's talking to you right now. If you're not hearing me, he's talking to you right now. He's telling you, he's knocking on the door right now telling you that's the key. That is the key. That's the key to everything, okay? And it's not the key to everything out Sure, some things in your outward life, yeah, it'll change, yeah. It'll shift your physiology, shifts, everything changes. But that's not the key, That's not. The, but that's not the important part. The important part is you've got that key, because that key right there opens so many doors up inside of you that you, you're going to find things that you never thought. Things that you thought were magical, they're not magical at all. It's normal. 
things that you thought, places you think you're going to see things, God will blow you away. Jesus will literally blow your mind every single day. Some of it will happen while you're studying. Some of it will happen while you're hanging out with people. Some of it will happen while you're driving. Some of it will happen at work. Some of it will happen at home just by yourself. Some of it will happen on a mountaintop by yourself. Some won't even be in a mountaintop on a mountaintop. Some, most of the time you won't even be by yourself anyway because eventually you get got to get up and go do something because you got all this energy. You know, you're going to lock into something. If you just listen to what I'm saying and follow that, that advice right there, man, just follow that. That's a piece of wisdom for you. It'll save your life. You got to get your mind off of it and get it on the God. That's what, you know, when you go to church and you hear, well, we even sing songs about it, you know, put your eyes on Jesus, you know, and you know, I mean, we've been singing these songs and we're not even paying attention to what we're singing, right? And, we're, and we want this thing so bad, this breakthrough. And the desire and the longing for the breakthrough is now getting in our way. And we're actually, that's become an idol too. And so then when we, we have this longing going on for the breakthrough and, we, and, this, and we're not really actually having a longing for the Lord. See, there's the differences is that you have a longing for God. When you have the longing for God and God only, all those other longings shift into the right place and the right way. And then you have the ability to flip switches that you need to flip yourself because it's not always it's not always about Jesus doing every single thing for you it's about Jesus doing it through you and it's about his his way becoming manifest through you it's his way that manifests through you and when his way manifests through you he is present okay that's what you want I want that every day. I strive for that every day because I, this is what I found. This is what I've seen. This is what I know from just following the Lord, man. And you have to narrow it down to him too, period. Study the Gospels. Use everything else as a reflection to the Gospels, as something that, 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 that builds up the Gospels, that builds up what he says, that, that holds it up, that supports it. Actually, you use the Gospels and you take everything he says and you look for everything he's talking about throughout the rest of the scriptures, both directions in that in this one book called the Bible. And it'll blow your mind when you do it with Jesus. But without the Holy Spirit, you can't see anything. All you can see is just, well, you see some of it, but not all of it. Because, you know, humanity's starting to catch up to some of this. Humanity itself starting to understand. That's why you find what Jesus said in almost everything. It's almost within everything. Stuff Jesus said is almost within everything. Mark eleven twenty three and 24. You know, it's more about quantum physics than, than, when, than most people even think it is. You know, and I just said something and it got some of you guys going, what? What did he just say? It's also about quantum physics, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all. Everything is. I mean, come on. God's so big. We can't see him. We're so small. We're a speck of dust on a speck of dust that's in an, in an astral belt. It's really a speck of dust in God's eyes. And this is in the universe somewhere. This universe is so big, we don't even know. what it, We can't even find the edge of our galaxy yet. Or, or have we? we? Maybe we have. I don't know. But well, we've, we've seen other galaxies way out there and stuff with our telescopes and things like this. And this universe is huge and there is no end. We don't know. And it's still moving and expanding, too, by the way. Yeah. Get that. So it's still growing. Whoa. And God's bigger than that. All of this came out of his mouth. The word light. or Whatever he said. I don't know what the Hebrew word is. Somebody said one time it was Abner, but I looked it up. It's not Abner. 
Actually, I could look it up, but let's not get into that. <laughs> what I was trying to say here, though, is I was looking down at what Jesus was talking about here in, in Matthew 22, and I was uh, reading verse from verse 15 on. on. He's talking about, so the Pharisees, they came to him, and they, they were always plotting, and they, were, they got together, and they, they wanted to do a plot on him and try to entangle him in his words, right? So they sent to him their disciples, the Herodians, and they said, the, the disciples of the Pharisees are called the Herodians, and they sent these disciples to them saying this, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God in truth. Now, right there, they're admitting it themselves, right? Right out of their own mouth. But you see the deceits going on already. You see who their father is. Jesus talked about who their father was. He always said that the Pharisee's father was the devil. Okay, because they were acting like the de- their father, the devil, the murderer. He was a murderer. He's also one that tries to entangle you. He's also one that lies to you and deceives you and tells you that this is the way of God when it's not. Okay, that's a liar. That's that's he's playing the the part of the devil. The Pharisees played that part, and Jesus, they were always attacking Jesus and trying to trip him up. And they had at one point they'd already crossed over and wanting to murder him. They'd already said this already before all this. They'd already plotted. They were already plotting to murder. They're trying to trip him up to get him into some kind of to speak some kind of heresy against God, against their their knowledge of God, which is supposed to be the perfect knowledge, right? Excuse me, right? Assuming I swallowed wrong. Hang on. Ah, I did to get a drink of tea here. So they said they admitted that he teaches the way of God and truth. Nor do you care about anyone, for you do not regard the persons of men. Basically, Jesus was not a man pleaser. He's a God pleaser, and he and he lived that way. He was up all in their face, man. He was even in their synagogues teaching. You know, so he says, he goes, tell us, what do you think? Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Okay. Now this is to anybody that doesn't believe that you're supposed to pay your taxes. Okay. And especially if you are a disciple and if you call yourself a Christian and you're trying to be a disciple of Jesus, then you definitely need to pay attention to this. Yes. Jesus actually said this to them. He says, but he said this first. He said, Jesus, he perceived their wickedness. He knew what they were up to. He says, why do you test me, you hypocrites? He says, show me the tax money. So they brought him the denarius, and he said to them, whose image and inscription is this? And they said, Caesar's. He said, then to render, therefore, to Caesar's what is Caesar's, and God to God the things that are God's, okay? To render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God. Now, anybody that's a disciple of Jesus understands and knows what the things of God are. If you're not a disciple of Jesus, you need to figure that out. Right now, if you want to be, you need to definitely follow Jesus because you'll discover it as you go. Um, but you need to understand what the things of God are and what the things of, of Caesar being a man. Render the things that are man's a man. Render the things that are Caesar to God, the things that are God. Okay? If you want to be a service to God, if you will really want to be a service to the church of the real called, the called out ones, the bride of Christ... The called out was the true church, the true living Christ, the true living God, the true living Jesus, the Messiah, God's son. He's the king. You want to be the king's son. You want to be the king's people. You need to know what the things of God are and render to God the things that are God's. All right. And God is not a man pleaser. Not at all. I guess that's my broadcast. Anyway, verse 22 when they uh, heard these words, they marveled and they left him and they went their way. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, huh? 
You can't argue with that, man. I mean, think about it. If you're a God pleaser, then you're not a man pleaser. And if you're a man pleaser, then you're a man pleaser. You're trapped. But if you're a God pleaser, you're seeing it and you're going, oh my gosh, I need to backpedal on some things, on some ways of doing things. Take on the way of this Lord Jesus because his way is the highway. He said that way is eternal life, right? He said, abide in my word, my word abide in you, right? Abide means dwell, make your living in it. You know what I mean? Not your living like your livelihood, but dwell there. That's your place, your dwelling place. You guys aren't dumb. You know what it means. It means live there, you know? baby. It's your house, man. Make your home there. Camp in it. Right? My ears are all popping right now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know? Give to God the things that are God's, man. And give to man the things that are man's. If man requires them, pay your taxes. They say pay your taxes, pay them. You know Why? Because how else are we going to fix roads and bridges that we're all complaining about need fixed? We can't do it without taxes. We can't do it. It doesn't work unless we all pull together. And that's a system that does actually work if it's not corrupt to take care of everything. You know, even the poor. The poor are, the poor are taken care of out of our taxes. Hey, you know, they even tax some of us that are on Social Security. You know that? Taxing them and tax money. I thought that was illegal. That's double. Isn't that a double standard, right? Or a double taxation? Yeah, I don't know if it's illegal or not. Whatever. Anyway, they still do. I just, I thank God I'm out of debt, man. If it wasn't for God, man, telling me what to do to get out of debt and him doing his part, the miracles. I just, I just, I just, I just praise God that I'm out of debt. Praise God. Thank you. Cause it was all about God and God's the one that got me out of debt. If I hadn't done what he done, I would be deep in debt still. I know it. And miserable and sick and everything else he told me to stop focusing on my sickness and my disease. And I did. And as long as I don't have to even go to the doctor that much, it's OK. I'm crying. fine. I have to deal with, you know, the symptoms, but I don't have to deal with them too much. And then um, meditation, prayer, meditation and uh, all this in the morning and everything else I do, just staying on the groove with God and doing what God told me to do has kept me from going, getting more sick. And then when something happens, like I get a flu or something like that, I, mean, I have the strength to fight it. If I take my medications and I do what God told me to do, I'm fine, you know, and just and, and don't try to do too much more than that, you know, and and watch myself, you know, take care of myself. And but he said the health was the first thing to take care of for me. That was for me, you know, which was contrary to what men were telling me. And then I was trying to be a man pleaser and trying to please my pastor and trying to please everybody in the church was awesome. But the leadership, man, I had rough times with. And then every once in a while, some wacko would come up and say something crazy to me. You know, like, you shouldn't be wearing tank tops in church. You're just trying to show off your muscles. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm hotter. I'm so hot. You guys that know me know, man. I, I sleep with a freaking fan on, man. I sweat almost every night because I have night sweats because of the HIV. And I was hot and sweaty before that. Okay? You know, I was freaking hot before that. Now, when I was in my 20s, I was fine, but, man, I hit my 30s and then my 40s. Oh, my gosh. Everything changed, man. 30s and 40s, everything went all out of whack, you know? Everything was out of whack. 
but everything's not it's you know it's it's i'm on a place now where i'm on a stable footing at least i'm on a stable footing i'm able to stand here and walk with the lord in these places and do these things that i do like go for a walk and while i'm out walking find somebody to pray for because well i i don't find them they find me our past crossed. but i also pray for divine appointments because i know that when i pray for people god heals some of them it's actually happened you know miracles happen you know there was a miracle that happened just a few days ago that I don't want to talk about because, I, you know, I want my reward in heaven. Really, I really do, really do. Because in this life, man, I'll just spend it because I need it. You know, right? So I'm like, I need it, I need it, I need it. If I get my reward now, I'm just gonna spend it, right? Might as well have it, have it, have it, and have it. I'd rather have that reward anyway. So who knows what that looks like? I'd rather leave that up to God anyway. Don't you guys want to leave that up to God? Pay to God. Do what Jesus said, man. Follow what he says. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's, man. We know it belongs to God. It says in the Bible, if you search it out enough, our soul does. <laughs> Every soul returns to God. It says so. I think that's in one of the prophets. I read that. Oh, probably Isaiah, maybe. Yeah, I know. I read it. I read it in there. I was like, whoa, that's heavy. I know it's in the Psalms. I know David was all about pouring his soul out to God. That man, that man had a heart for God. That guy loved God so much. I mean, that, no wonder they called, you know, you know, and you know, the Messiah comes through his lineage, right? And they, he's the king of the promise. The Messiah is God's promise to, to, to see, be, they have a king on the throne forever and ever and ever. It's Jesus. He's already on the throne. It's not talking about the earthly throne, although the heavenly kingdom is going to come to the earth someday. And it's going to, you read the book of Revelations and you read some of the other prophecies and, and just read the prophecies and read, you know, you, man, whoa. And then you start wondering, wonder what that looks like, right? And your eyes are like lifting. You start dwelling on that area. And you're like, wow, cool. This is pretty cool. And then pretty soon the Lord's like talking to you about stuff. He's like, well, hey, yeah, check this out over here. You, you know, do you know what the wedding garment's all about? Do you know that if you put on Jesus, check this out. It's not good enough to just put on the mind of Christ and leave Jesus out of the whole picture. Don't follow that. That's a philosophy that you should not follow. Listen, man, go read par the parable of the wedding feast back there in, in chapter 22 of Matthew, right before what I just read about the tax stuff. Read that and study it. You'll find yourself in the area where it says in verse 10, Then he sent them servants out to the highways and gathered together all those whom he found, both bad and good. And, and they all went into the wedding hall and it was filled with guests. But check it out. Here's the one the king kicks out, not the bad one. He doesn't kick out the bad or the good or anything like that. He doesn't, no, they're, they're in the wedding. They're, they're accepted because they came. They came when the invite. Right now is the invitation. You're, I'm, the Lord is knocking on your door. It's the invitation right now. But when the king came to see, came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who didn't have on the wedding garment. Do you know what the wedding garment is? It's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit, baby. If you ain't wearing the Holy Spirit, if you're not wearing Jesus, and I mean Jesus, really, Jesus. If you're not wearing Jesus, you ain't wearing a wedding garment, man. The whole, just put on the mind of Christ, but don't, but leave Jesus out of the picture. That doesn't work. No. You have to be communing with Jesus to have Jesus. If you don't commune with Jesus, you will not have Jesus. You don't have the right Jesus. You're not wearing the right clothes. You're going to get your butt kicked right out because listen to what he says. Friend, how'd you get in here? How'd you come in here without the wedding garments on? And he was speech. The guy was speechless. The guy's like, oh, uh, 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 I was with the bad and the good. I came in with them yonder that you called. I came in. But he says, but you didn't put on the wedding garment, though. There was something to do. And you missed it. Yeah, and all y'all are using that for prosperity. 
too. Oh, put on the mind of Christ and you can get rich that way and all this stuff, you know, and you can. You know if you do it right. But um, if God's like in your life and you really have a heart for God, he'll block every, he'll block every freaking entrance to that. And you'll go, what the hell's going on? And then you'll back up and you'll go, like, wow, maybe God's actually saving my life, you know? Maybe all that all that money is actually driving everybody crazy. And they're all happy and giggly because they got all the money and stuff. I wondered what they were like right before that. And I wonder what's gonna, what they're going to be like when they don't have it, if they if it ever gets taken away. Some of them do outlive, outlive that and actually have that money. And that's great for you, man. Praise God. You got rich and you're like, we're all happy about it and told everybody that was the way. But it's not the way. If God makes you rich, then you're rich. If God doesn't make you rich, then and you made yourself rich is what you did. You used Jesus and used God to make yourself rich. And you used the technology to make yourself rich without actually really making yourself rich because you're not, you don't have on the wedding garment. You don't have Jesus on. You're like, oh yeah, I could do all this without Jesus because I understand it and I'm wise and I and I and I and I and I. And you know, there was one that fell from heaven because he did that, you know, and that one's the deceiver. <laughs> so you gotta have on the wedding garment, friend. So he says, the king says, he says, tells the servants, servants are, his, are, are the servants, are the angels, okay? <laughs> They're the angels. And they bind him up hand and foot just to go back. It all links in with what Jesus is saying. If you know the gospels, you know what I'm talking about, baby. And some of you all know exactly what I'm saying, man. You have to have Jesus on, okay? The, because he says this, he says, man, bind him hand and foot, cast him out into outer darkness, well, there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Last verse. For many are called, but few are chosen. Do you understand what that means? For many are called, or few are chosen? If you're not wearing Jesus, you don't understand what that means. Many are called to the wedding. You're invited to come into the wedding. Right now, the invitation is still open. Good and bad, come. Fill the wedding halls right now. Come into the Lord, drink and taste of the Lord, and see that he is good. My broadcast is out. This is Daniel. I'm, you guys have a great day. Peace out, baby. That was Matthew 22. Shalom. The next thing I know, I was flying through the air, back to my car. I don't even know what happened. I can't even explain it. The next thing I know, I was flying through the air, back to my car. Then I got my car, and my car started by itself. And then the next thing I know, we're driving down the road, and then about two seconds later, we're home. And then I woke up, and I was in my bed, and I was like, whoa, that was a trip, man. This is a Red DMG broadcast. Don't get you down. We'll be right back.